Hi, everybody. Everybody. Oh, you guys can see that too. Whoa. I am Steve. This is the books. Season three, episode number twenty. I got Rodriguez right over here to my my immediate left. I got Keith right down below. I used to have uh, producer Joe right over here, but he gone. I don't know where he went. Hopefully he comes back. Hopefully he's talking he's about drinking okay. like a hat. He was talking about drinking like twenty ounces of whiskey and yeah, but, I don't know if y'all heard that. Uh, and then he's behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Passing it down. That was Joe's gas. Joe had beans for dinner. <laughs> All right. So uh so we have a little bit of a different feel on today's show. Baseball. Stuff started today, and we're going to talk all about it. We're going to talk about uh, some. Uh, there's a website called MLB.com uh, that projected the lineup for the New York Mets. They projected the uh, rotation for the Mets, how the bullpen will look, how the bench would look, and we're gonna we're gonna go through that because Rodriguez ain't buying it. I'll tell you already. Because that's what. Oh, we're doing. do you know I'm gonna be mad? He hasn't seen it yet. No, I don't think you're going to be mad. I think you might make a tweak or two, but that but that's okay because that, that that's what we do here. We we, we make tweaks. I'll uh, fix it. I'll fix I, it. You know, I fix it all the time. You do. You, you're the fixer up. I think, no, I think Rodriguez and I make tweaks. You you make twerks. Is that a challenge you want me to twerk on live? <laughs> no, no, not a challenge. Not a challenge. Not a challenge. All right, so. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about, about all that good stuff. The excitement is in the air. Uh, and Pat has joined us talking about Joe Schmo. Um, Pat. yeah, Pat the cat. It's always a good time when Pat has, has joined. Let's, let's, let's go. Yeah, this Mr. is like Mr. Lares. Let's go, Mets. We appreciate you joining for this amazing ride that we're about to go on. Uh, before we do that, you know, I got to share the show out. Uh, we're gonna do things a little bit differently today, and because Rodriguez was very, very thrilled to talk about his week, uh, and so he's gonna tell you about how his week is gone. Then Keith is gonna talk about how his week is gone. That will give me enough time to share the show out, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. Then maybe I'll talk about my last week, and then we're gonna start the show. That's how it's gonna work today. Boom. Well, Rodriguez, how was your last? How was your week? Weekend since last show, much, much, much better. Even though I hate talking about my week, now that we know it starts today, Mets report on Friday, right? Oh, yeah, oh man, it's fantastic. I cannot wait to see some pro ball, see our players out on the field. I know what the lineup's gonna be, it's the one that I want it to be. I'm pretty sure. All right, so uh, I know there's a Little guy over here that never agrees with me on anything. That's okay. He's a youngin. Keith, Keith, and we, I, we've been agreeing a lot lately. Just I'm not even talking Sunday. to you. I'm not talking to you. Mind your business. Fine. Keith and I agree a lot more on stuff. Don't cry. Don't you dare cry. Not on camera. And if you're a fan of the show long term, the fact that Rodriguez and I agree on more things would be quite a shock to you. Would be a, a big shock. Sit tight. I'm sure that that will change, right, bro? <laughs> We're going to disagree in about five minutes. <laughs> you know what I have to say about the baseball season coming? One thing. Baseball. The baseball season. Yes. John! Hey, there. Woo! 
Sounds like reminds me of F Troop. That <laughs> you remember that show? Yes, that was a good show. I remember that, that was a good show. Kid, Come on, reruns. Shut up, Farache. <laughs> you don't know a funny show. I need your I need reruns of your reruns of reruns of your shows to be able to watch these days. Maybe. <laughs> they were reruns to me too, okay? Hey, I love the honeymooners. Uh, I, I love all the family. That's like RBI nice. baseball or something. That's 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 the white version. Get get. <laughs> yeah, that's you know the white version. About you know what? Uh, I am white and I'm proud to be white, and I love I love my my self, but um, that did lack a little soul. No bet, no bet. <laughs> There's a little soul missing out of that. A little bit of soul. A little bit of soul. I downloaded off of uh, the Google Play app, so, you know, don't judge me. Honeymoon is not the funniest show ever. It is, it is very show. close. Hello, Honeymoon is, is a I mean, top show. Ever. It, is a, it is a funny show. Corey Apple. Hello, Bo. That's like classic stuff. That's and classic. That, and then That's there are people, there are people that, you know, Rodriguez, you, you and I work with that have never heard of the Honeymooners. Yeah. What? They would be offended watching that show. Are yeah. they from America? Oh. <laughs> Think about that. No, they would be offended watching that show from this day and age. They would. Well, well. You know, what, what he tries to beat up his wife every episode. He Bang looks, Zoom. He's going to beat her up. Bang Zoom. Ellis. I mean, you know, he's going to beat her up. Well, uh, also, at the end of every episode, she's the winner. And gets a oh, big. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. get a beaten. She doesn't get a beaten from a four hundred pound man. She's yeah. a winner every week. <laughs> he, she, hey, she Norton. Gets, hey Norton. The, I was. I was. Um. I don't remember what, what was going on. But uh, do you remember that episode? Uh, it was. It was playing somewhere recently. Remember the episode where. Um, where uh, it, it was like a, a space helmet, and you had to watch. The, they were watching the TV, but you had to watch it with the space helmet on. And so I, I think Ralph gives up for the night. Norton Captain comes in. Spaceman. Yeah, the Captain Spaceman. Norton get, Norton walks in, you know. Uh, Ralph has gone to sleep. Norton turns the TV on. It's, you know, the middle of the night, whatever time it is. Lights are off. Norton's like this, slouched down with the with the uh the big space helmet on eating popcorn. And <laughs> and Ralph comes out and you know, he freaks out. He's like, Oh, what are you doing here? Get out. <laughs> Get out! That Tim Tim has a point. Alice fat shamed Ralph every episode. She did. She, she did. Said, There's no shame in his fat. He got himself a fine woman as fat as he is. All right. <laughs> you should not feel bad. Alice was pretty banging for Ralph. Let's just say that she yes. kept him all week and it still wouldn't make up the difference. He was <laughs> way above his pay grade on that one. I love the fact that he leaned out his window, yelled up his fire escape. It so reminds me of growing up in Queens. Um, I re I remember we, we didn't have air conditioning in a lot of places in Queens. And you'd wake up in the morning and you see people sleeping on their fire escape because it was just cooler outside. You'd lean out in your fire escape like, hey, yo. Or my mom would always dry her mop on the fire escape. You know, my neighbors downstairs would <laughs> dry her mop on the fire escape. You know, it was, it's a New York thing. It's it's so when in Brook that they're in Brooklyn, obviously, and Honeymooners. But when he would lean out his episode and yell up to Norton, 
it, it brings back a lot of New York memories. It's such cool. a good show. It is every, every night. What, what was it, Rodriguez? Like every night at 11 on PIX? On channel 11. On channel 11. 11. Oh, yeah. 11. I think honey was late. Was late. I would watch Friends, Cheers, Honey Cheers. And by then, I, by then, whatever I was on wore off and I went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Tim says official space helmet on Captain. It was Captain Video. Man, such classics. Uh, all right, uh, so that, you know that was our little pre-game show that we typically used to do, um, and it, Tim. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know if it's on down here on on Saturday nights. We have to look into that. I need to see me some honeymooners. Uh, but that was the uh, pre-game show for the Put in the Book show. Uh, we're going to be right back, right on the other side of this uh, beautiful music that uh, you know an award-winning composer put together. Let's hit it, fellas. Is it my song? I got multicultural. All right. That is some beautiful music there. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show, uh, season three, episode number 20. I am Steve. Got Rodriguez right over here. I got Keith right down to there, putting his cool shades on. I got myself a beer. What's and, up, Tim? Yep, well, I got a little delirium. Keith is looking. Delirium. Keith, Keith is looking a little triple K on me. <laughs> triple triple skinhead. All right. Uh, <laughs> the glasses. The Let's glasses are putting me over the edge. Clear that. You have sunglasses on. I think those glasses put you over the edge. Let me address that. I have the American flag behind me because it's 4th of July weekend coming up. And I want to remind everybody that being a proud American has nothing to do with voting for Trump because he makes everything about make America great again. Being a proud American means standing up for your country, getting out there and voting, loving where you live, and being an American. It doesn't mean being a Trumpian. So if you're an American, get out there and vote. It, I, I, it's funny that you say that, and we're not gonna. I'm not. Gonna, we're not gonna go too far into this, but it, right. it, it, it's weird how it's weird how like you put up a flag, and people automatically assume that you vote one way or the other. Right, and I, I am, I am diehard American. Yeah, you look every, every side of every political party, get out there and vote because you are an American. Because That's right. people went out there and died for your right to vote. My father went out there and risked his life for your right to vote. Get out there and vote. Being American doesn't mean being Republican. It means being free and with choice and get out there and vote. And if you don't like Trump, you better get out there and vote because all these people who do like Trump, you can guarantee they will be out there voting. Hey, get Mama busy, Farrakis, America. Mama talking about underwear. <laughs> yeah, so uh, in case you didn't see the pregame show and you joined after we started sharing the out, we started talking about the honeymooners. And uh, my, my mom points out the, the one when they were moving the furniture and they put the drawers on top of my father and his video. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and his video Rangers. Yes. It made me laugh because and I, then uh, like the memory of the episode. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I said you needed a Sergeant Slaughter hat <laughs> doing that, doing that speech. There you, you go. Don't, you don't have it. <laughs> I, have a, I actually have a picture. I'll bring it on next week's episode. Of Sergeant Slaughter putting me in a sleeper hold. Oh, oh wow! Yep, Fantastic. I like that. 
I like that a lot. All right, we we uh we're a little closer now. I guess I'm gonna catch up here. Okay, we're back. All right, so um, you know, for those of you who just joined, we talked a little bit about the honeymooners and all this stuff. Now, um, does anybody know who the Mets open up against? No, not yet. And we'll talk about the schedule uh, in just just a couple minutes. Uh, but take a look at this video. We played a video a couple of weeks ago, or maybe last week, uh, when we first found out uh, that baseball is coming back. And so now uh, the Mets crack staff put together yet another amazing video. Let's take take a watch and take a listen. You know, we grinded all year. We fought all year. They know how to give their fans the chills. That's pretty sweet, man. That's pretty sweet. I can dig it. Thank God. You know what that's, that's one of the shortest, like, hype videos mm -hmm. they put out there, but it, it is, it's so direct, and it's it hits the heart. It really does. Hey, Maxie. Uh, Max is joining us. Eating, eating some good food, no doubt. Um, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Uh, we we mentioned at the start. All right. Well, let let let's review what the schedule uh, will look like. I'll catch up. Don't worry. Don't worry about the. Don't worry about the video here. Um, Come on, man. Let's go. Speed it up. Speed it up. <laughs> I'm gonna be speeding Gonzalez in, in a second. Uh, so uh, let let's talk about how now that we know um, how the uh, schedule is gonna look. Uh, we don't know who we're opening up against. I don't think just yet. Um, I did see that the that uh, instead of us being in Nationals Park while they get their rings, it's going to be the Yankees in Nationals nah, Park. Good. While they get their I rings, don't do uh, that no, no, nobody wants to do that. Uh, so, it, so here's how the breakdown is going to go. We're going to play ten games against the uh, Marlins, the Braves, the Filthies, and uh, the Expos. Um, wow. Max is having steak and onions with white rice and yuca. Is it fried yuca or boiled yuca? Need to know. Actually, that's similar to what I had for dinner, except for minus the rice. I had a ribeye steak with garlic and sautéed onions on top of the steak. Boom! And I grilled that. You had a little bit oh. of garlic. A little garlic. Little garlic and onions. Now listen, garlic and my onions. household garlic and onions go with everything. Oh, it's so good. So good. Yep. Oh, is it? Uh, that, I just pulled that up. Is that I? Yeah, so let's listen to Max. Mets and Red Sox game is opening day. Um, so so uh, nice. So it so it'll be. I prefer fried yuca, but uh, I guess I could do boiled, boiled yuca. But um, so uh, so that'll be the case for the uh, all the teams in the National League East, and then it's going to be regional. So uh, the the other games there's going to be four games each against the rest of. Uh, the regional division, which then becomes the American League East, basically. Uh, so four games against the Yankees, four games against the Red Sox, the Rays, the Orioles, and the Blue Jays. Uh, so look, 
there's there's no uh you know among the other changes from this year that we have to deal with we don't good thing is we don't have to go on this 11 game road trip to play the Padres Dodgers and Giants on you know on the west coast trip we don't have to we don't have to kill ourselves to stay up till three in the morning on the west coast stuff oh. yeah <laughs> Absolutely, don't stop, man, because you want to watch the end of that game, especially. I know. Come on. So, and that 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 was one of the turning points of last year was that series in Los Angeles. That although we lost three out of four, remember that's when we started really to start playing well, uh, even before we we you know we went on that run. Uh, but I, I I do look at that Dodger series last year as 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 part of the turnaround. Um. I, okay, I like so that we play them tough. I, I, and they're, yeah. the, they're the best team in the National League, and we we always play them tough. Yep. And the and the guy out in right field, well, I don't know if he plays first base now. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, the guy who hits 40-some-odd home runs every year. Corey um, something, Dickerson or something? No, mm-mm, Dickerson. No. Oh, yeah, the mister. I, I um, wish I was. Alonzo and the rookie home rec- record. No, no, no. no. He's No, he, no he's, he actually uh, – Put out on Twitter, congratulations, Pete Alonzo, and all this stuff. He he did he did he had a nice little reaction. Um, yeah. So Bobby, that does suck to stay up so late, but we don't have to worry about that this, this year. So uh, you know, because by the time we play and beat the Dodgers in the playoffs, that's prime time stuff. So those games will start at about eight o'clock. So we're, we're good. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> it's also. Let me go to um, and, and MLB. Uh, MLB.com here. And okay, so there's two projected lineups here. I'm, I'm going to take it from two different sites, and you guys let me know which one you like better and think is going to be, you know, along the lines of what it'll be. So CBS. Wow. I just got furious with CBS. They have our projected record of 31 and 29. Yeah, I've seen a lot of five hundred. No, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that yet. I'm gonna get agitated. I'm gonna get agitated, and then I'm gonna get agitated. Why are you getting agitated? It's supposed to be a good show. Yeah, See, but these scumbags said we're gonna be thirty-one and twenty-nine. Get out of here. Where's right. what they say? So no, does, is it Rachi? Yeah, please talk to me. Say it right. Look at the rotation that we have. What did I say? I New Yorkers, we say, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> not well, vulgar. Way. I've, heard, I've heard that oh, somewhere before. Oh, if you say it nicely like that, it's not vulgar. Okay. All right. So look, right. this is, this is, the, well, this this is the everyday lineup. You know, <laughs> it, they, they didn't do a lefty-righty uh, pitcher. So this is their projected lineup for the Mets. Brandon Nimmo batting first in center field. We talked about that as one of the options, Rodriguez. Don't make the don't make the all face. Right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Batting second at third base, Jeff McNeil. Perfecto. I'm gonna so do this for the rest of the lineup. Perfecto. Announcer like the uh, Yankees announcer, McNeil. <laughs> no. Hi. Now batting first baseman Pete Alonzo. Alonzo. Number three. I'm good. Batting fourth in right field, Michael Conforto. Conforto. Yep, definitely. I'm going Batting to. fifth at DH, Yoannis Cespedes. Cespedes. <laughs> don't, like- don't, don't, don't even mess with that yet. I'm, 
No, he's a mess. He's oh, a okay. Mess. Oh, I thought you said Mets. Oh, okay. When he, when he comes back, it's Mets Perez. Now, I, that, I, yeah, that, that's what we want. All right. Uh, batting six, that's second base. Robinson Cano. All right. I'm good with that, too. Batting yeah. seventh and in left field, J.D. Davis. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. What's, what, what, this is this lineup is like crazy. Yeah, it's nice. They batting eight. eight, batting eighth, and that catcher Wilson Ramos, and Double, batting ninth at, at shortstop Ahmed Rosario. Double leadoff hitters. If it, lead off. it's Rosario comes up, and then Nemo comes up right after him. You get two guys on base. Who comes after that? McNeil, base hit. Who comes after that? Alonzo, Sia, five, nothing. Boom. You, you know what's crazy, Rodriguez? I would see Mario on a lot of other teams batting in the top five. Easy. Wherever that may be in that top five. And our team, he is eighth as a benefit to us at eight. So we're deep as a lineup. So if you, if you look at other teams in our division, you know, we have the Phillies. Obviously, the Phillies have a formidable a formidable lineup. So do the Nationals. But I think good teams and not only one through nine, we'll say now because it's a DH, is our lineup, I, in my opinion, better than anybody in our division. I think in terms of depth, what we have coming up behind anybody, if somebody's out, hurt, resting, or whatever it may be, we – one through nine, including our depth, have the best lineup in, in the NL East. It's, 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 it's just like it's a daunting it's a, task if you're looking at it as a as a pitcher. As a pitcher. You know, to see that lineup card come out. Our lineup, our lineup is annoying. Yeah, but, but, but guys, think about this. Think about this. And everybody out there should think about this. Our guys are young. McNeil, Alonzo, Rosario. Um, yep. Davis. J.D. Davis. Uh, Nemo's still fairly young. You know, um, these are young guys that could get better. In the next three or four years, they could they could get way better. You know, uh, Rosario could, hasn't even – wouldn't even have reached his peak yet in the next three years. That's, I mean, Bobby, Bobby says uh, he might be the best hitting shortstop in baseball. I, I, I mean, I, I mean – you know, as a Mets fan, you'll get called a homer for it, but there's a, there, I'm, there's an argument to be made for it because he, he was so solid last year. You know, second even half. even though he's bat right in, mostly in the second half, even though he's you know he's battling the the fielding issues, then he got that together. So right. it's, it's like, yeah, there are there are some uh, shortstops out there that are are probably better in some areas, but I mean, this guy all around, uh, you trust him to drive the runs. He's got power to right center. Like he he took you know two three big steps forward last year in my opinion. He's a beast. Yeah, he he's improved for the last two years. He's improved. That's yeah. a player. You want him to improve every year. So this year you're looking at him to be a a solid two eighty two ninety hitter. And, yeah, Bobby Bobby Bobby's agreeing exactly with what we're saying. Bobby Plummer on our live comments he said that he's only getting better. He is good, and he's only getting better, and that's true to what all three of us have been saying. Absolutely, Bobby. And I think this kid is something that we should sign long term when that time comes, because he is going to be a premier shortstop. Yeah, yeah. he can be 
And and we and the funny thing is we have so much talent in in infield coming up. We have solid third baseman prospects, shortstop prospects, second baseman prospects. The infield is solid. That's why they drafted this year for the outfield and a couple of pitchers, I think. But uh, we have a solid infield coming up. So Rosario it will be the elder statesman when Imagine these that. come up. Imagine that. That's what we're looking right. forward to, guys. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job with this uh, the, this lineup, and uh, we'll talk about the other projecting uh, in a second. But at, at in their bench, uh, they show Tomas Nito, uh, Leo, Luis Guillaume, who hit that, who has a Mets moment. He does have his moment. He does. Carl Springs kid, right? Yep. Oh my god, I, I was at uh, I was uh, on vacation for that, and everybody else was in the pool, and I would I, I was sitting at the beach chair. Just watching that game on my phone, and when he hit that blast, people must have thought I was a crazy man. <laughs> um, man, come on! Right? Uh, projected rotation, no surprises here. I don't think uh, Degrom, Stroman, Matt, Porcello, Waka. Uh, those three, I guess, could you know, depending on how um, either spring training 2.0 or summer camp goes, uh, those three can kind of in be interchangeable numbers three through five. Uh, and so yeah. then, then the bullpen, um, they have as long as relievers. Can we stop right there real quick? Yeah. Talking sure. about the, 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 the five-man rotation, I agree with you. Obviously, four and five are interchangeable. But we need – like I can think the Grom and Stroman have a big year, and I can feel okay in them. We need three and four, whoever that is. We need them to have a big year. It's a short year. We need them to come out blazing. We need them to be solid throughout. Um, I, I firmly believe that Porcello is going to just come out the gate, out of the gates, and just rock yeah, it up. I believe so too. He's I don't know what it ball. is, but like the just the the whole, you know, he's pumped about playing for his the team that he grew up playing for. He's coming off a so-so season. He's he knows what it's like to be a Cy Young Award winner. Uh, he knows what it's like to play in a big city. I, I mean. I, I expect big things from him. I, 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 you know, I hope we get something similar from Waka, uh, but I expect big things out of Porcello. Listen, we we expect vintage from both of them, Waka and Porcello. Yep. They be who they've been throughout the, most of their career. Just average out, average yourself out to to your wins. Porcello is fifteen wins. Waka is like twelve or thirteen. You know, at this stage, up. You know that's a fairly good deal. So if they translate that to this short season, they, yep. they could be anywhere. You know they could win ten games each. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, they're solid players. They've been solid players for a while now. And with Matt, just uh, pretty much as the wild card, because Matt can be fantastic in one week, and then the next week he he just loses his mind and gets rocked, or walks everybody. Yep. So you know yeah. he can steady himself and become the pitcher. I think. Pretty well last year for, for some stretches. I think in the second half he was fairly solid. I, I the the one the, the one issue was when he gave up like nine runs in the first inning in Philadelphia. If you, right. you there were like two starts that if you take those away, his ERA goes uh, real into like the low threes. Yeah, it uh, does go into the yeah. low threes, and that's I mean you could take two bad starts out of a year. Why not? I oh mean, yeah, not a big deal. Um, so he can be solid. The rotation, guys, it's really, really good rotation if everyone just performs up to their level. If, if they don't or a couple of guys struggle, we're gonna, our offense is going to have to pick them up really bad. But if they're on, if those five guys are pitching like, they, like they're supposed to pitch, 
we're going to win a lot of games. I'd say at least 45. 45 if those guys are on. Oh, 45 and 15. I will take that every day of the week. All right. That'll be killer. <clears throat> the uh, the bullpen, which was our shit fest, shit show last year. Uh, they have uh, Walker Lockett. He pitched pretty well on some stretches. I think he, he got roughed around a couple times. Uh, uh, well, isn't he the guy that the Astros knew what he was throwing? And he only lasted yeah. He was cruising, I think. I think it was him or it was the other kid that's No, really no, you're right. Good. You're right. You are right. And the then block, right? and then it was like the fourth inning and all of a sudden all of a sudden the wheels came loose and, and you can you hear heard. it and they showed it on, on, on his video. You can hear it. So dirtbag Astros. He he controlled them for four innings without the cheating. Which which is a supposedly potent offense without the I mean, there's they're saying that Lockett is our sixth man. Could be, yeah, could be. Could uh, be. We we have. I mean, the, the, there's options there. Ryan Hum sucks. That's that is an uh, option. Oh, <clears throat> you see what he did to me? He tells me Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh yeah, he 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 yeah he took a he took a picture of it and sent it to me. That's a nice oh, house yeah. back there, buddy. I said thanks, Richard. Have a blessed. <laughs> Right. right, you know what? Happy, happy mother freaking hair flipper day. The guy who signed a hundred, hundred, hundred million dollar contract. I say hundred three times. Yeah, I got that. And hey, yeah, I'm so guaranteed his ex team a championship and held true to it. So screw you, Brian Hahn. You suck. Your whole family sucks. Your Achilles tendon sucks. Uh, just Brian sucks. Brian yeah. sucks. Yeah, we just feel bad for the family. Achilles tendon and your two inch Indiana suck. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, look. <laughs> All right, Walker Lockett uh, as as a long reliever. Robert, Robert Gazelman. <laughs> Uh, he um, he will uh, be one of the long relievers. Middle reliever, Justin Wilson, who I loved last year, you know, really held, really held it down uh, after uh, he came the second half, too. He became a second-half guy, too. Thank yeah. God. Well, he was hurt, yeah, and then he came back and was all good. Yeah, hurt, hurt, hurt. It was either – it was him and Lugo. Lugie. <laughs> every day it was there. Um, boom, boom, boom. Lefty-righty, lefty-righty. Exactly. Every other, yeah, you know, and then we couldn't pitch Lugo three days in a row, you know, not allowed. Uh, your boy, uh, Amelia, uh, Be- uh, Brad Brock, uh, Daniel, Brad Zamora. Brock. Daniel Zamora struggled last year. We don't need the struggling Daniel Zamora. A little lefty who throws kind of hard. Yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul Seawald and Corey uh, Oswald. Seaman. Uh, <laughs> set up. Man, okay, so, uh, so now you, we we have three three guys left, right? So we have Diaz, Batances, and Lugo. Who do you guys think they have as the closer? Diaz. Dun dun dun. I'm not so not sure. I am sure. Just ask a question. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, no, you are- I think I think it. I think right now it's. That's going to sound rough, but I think it may be Lugo's job to lose, Diaz's job to gain. All right, you guys in the comments, who 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 would you like to see as the closer? Uh, uh, the, well, that's a different question. 
No, I'm just asking them. I'm not asking, oh. not asking you guys. I was just asking to see who you're talking. We're just on the show with you. Don't ask us. Well, I was that wasn't the question I'm asking. All right. Whatever. So Whatever. in the setup role, they have Dylan Batances and Seth Lugo and Edwin Diaz as our closer. Good or bad decision to start the year with Diaz immediately as a closer in a in a shortened sixty game season where every game counts. Dude, he he's here to be the closer. I want him to be the closer. Look, I want That's him more than to see a nasty slider down and into a lefty couldn't and, and strike three. You're out. We're going to the World Series. Okay. We'll see. That's what I okay. want. 15 home runs in the ninth inning. That ain't it. <laughs> okay, let's. And I asked the question, you know, should it be, you know, as you start, or should it, or should Lugo, who dominated uh, last year for us, especially in the second half, should he be given the opportunity to, to close games? And uh, if he earns it, you got Batances. Oh, Rodriguez, I think you're having some trouble. If you were talking that whole time, mm-mm. I, I was just talking just in case we're being recorded, but now that I was, it, it's it's cool. Um, what? We are being recorded. <laughs> we were being recorded while we were out of service for a few seconds? Because I kept you talking. <laughs> oh, I was out. Yeah, you were out. You were frozen. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I didn't hear it. We didn't hear anything you, you said. Anything? Okay, well, it doesn't matter. They have Batanza and Familia, and they have Lugi right behind them to pick up the slack. If the guy starts to fade, it's done and over with. He doesn't get he doesn't get many chances because it's a short season. I'm okay with that, but he has to start as a closer because that's his job. The other two guys, can you imagine Batanza's if he's on Familia if they're on Lugi if they're on? You don't you're not even gonna get to Diaz. Diaz is gonna be bored. Pretty much. <laughs> Think about it. Five innings from every pitcher. Then you get these three guys. The baby shows up once or twice a week. You limit him. Ah, we'll be all right. The slacker Joe Mobile is slacking off again. So, yeah, he said he even said that he was going to join us and watch and make commentary, but he's not even he doing that. So why would he be? If he's going to join us and watch, then he should be on the show. Yes. Right. I don't know what's going on. All right. Now, uh, now let's, let's, let's free spirit. <laughs> Let's go to um, uh, MLB.com, and this is this is their projected lineup for, for the Mets. Should I do the voice again? Yes, I'm going to do it. Batting first at third base, Jeff McNeil. Nope. Batting second at first base, Pete Alonzo. Nope. Speaking of Pete Alonzo, do you remember the cards that we used to try to give away? Do you remember that? Yeah, the Pete Alonso cards. Yeah, so we gave away two. One was to your cousin. One was to I forgot who it was. Uh, but like, yeah, one of these um, we offered to a lot of people. All you all were slackers. Yeah, we had to yeah. call in and answer some difficult, impossible questions. Impossible questions. <laughs> sure did. Very yeah, hard yeah. question though. Anyway. That's All right. Well, like, th- like this is an example, and maybe we sh- maybe we can get back to that next week. We'll see if we can give away some cards. But this is just one example, and I got a light behind there, so I don't know how this is coming through. I can't see it. You can't see it. This is this is from when he he won the uh, he won the home run derby. No, it's yeah, got, yeah, it's kind of kind of funky, man. It's got like a bad bad oh, light. Yeah. All right. So, well, you, you want to just take a, take take a look at it. 
That's pretty cool, right? It's pretty nice. See? Yes. My, my light is a little better. At least I can see it. It is a little better. better. Yeah, you, you yeah like? you're doing much better there. Can yeah. I see that part? Can you pass it over yeah. to me? Hold on. Oh, this is a freaking cool card, man. See, guys? I don't know if my light is. My light may be better. Yeah. Kind of. Like no, I get a lot of distraction because of my background. Hey, don't let him keep it, Farachi. Hey, just give it. back, bro. I might keep this, bro. It's <laughs> Bring it back. back of this card. Look at this back of this card. Back of the card. Because this is yours, Faraji. I do have my own. There you go, bro. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. I got it. I got it. Thank you. Jeez. It's so, it's so cool. So, you know, maybe not. You like when you were wiggling underneath them like this. Yeah, that's yeah. what I felt like. It was just little tickle, tickle. little tease. All right. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we can do that next week. Um, batting third in right field, Michael Conforto. We should have been wearing masks. Oh, crap. You guys What's don't think because I had an American flag behind me, I'm not against <laughs> that. I'm against social distancing and mask wearing. You not I'm of my country and because right, so of the, my country. I am voting. This coming election. Can you vote twice? I wish I could, but listen. Sometimes Republicans vote for dead people. All right, batting fourth in left field, J.D. Davis. Nope. How are you liking this so far? <laughs> I don't like the like at all. Before, right? J.D. Davis is our cleanup hitter? Yeah. Oh. Hey, right. he, he can handle it. Nope. Hey, guys, all seriousness, I need to step away for a sec. I'm sorry. Something just came up. Apologize. I'll be right back. Continue with the show. I shall return. All right. We'll see you soon. All right, Rodriguez. It's just me and that was, you. That was a threat. How do we um? What? I'm gonna remove Keith from the thing here, just until he gets back. <laughs> so, oh look, Joe spent the last full hour trying desperately to get audio working on both the iPad and iPhone without success. Producer Joe, my ass. <laughs> P U. Producer oh, Joe. Producer Joe. All right, yeah. let's get, let's continue with the with the, the lineup from uh, MLB Network uh, or MLB.com. Same same thing, right? Uh, batting fifth at second base, Robinson Cano. Good lord! All right, what is that about? That's that's a power position. I mean, I'll take him fifth. Yeah, I could. I could see that better. But I he, he could be seventh in this lineup. To be honest, uh, yeah, that's my thought. Batting sixth at designated hitter. Yoenis Cespedes. You crazy? You don't like this. You hate the guy's these. star. The guy's a shining star. You're going to put him six? Put him in the middle in the fight. I don't know about wow. this one. Batting seventh in center field, Brandon Nimmo. Okay. I could take it. Batting eighth. Catching uh, Wilson Ramos. So that's the same. And then batting ninth at shortstop, Ahmed Rosario. So the only, you know, uh, consistencies there, uh, as we bring Keith back into the fold, the only consistency there is Ramos and Rosario. And Keith, just for your sake, just to run down uh, for this lineup, McNeil, Alonzo Conforto, Davis, Cano, Cespedes, 
Nimo, Ramos, and Rosario. And Keith is not liking it. No, not at all. I mean, either. <laughs> don't don't let these people make our lineup. Which which, uh, which media outlet created this? MLB Network, MLB.com. Yeah, like you, you're the guys that know baseball, right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you, I mean, they're spreading everything around. They're spreading the the, the hitters around the lineup, kind of not not putting too much power in, in in a certain slot, like you know. But uh, I I want my three, four, five, and even my sixth guy to have a little pop. Yep. I, I want the third guy to be the best hitter on the team that can hit line drives and, and knock people's hat off and hit home runs. And my cleanup hitter, uh, my fifth guy should have some pop and be able to drive runs in, whether he hit, he gets freaking um, pop-ups to the outfield or singles. He has to be that guy that drives the, the three and four hitter in. So Absolutely. I, I'm not digging it. I'm not digging that at all. All right. So I, can we, yeah. McNeil, I can go with McNeil lead, lead off. For several reasons, even though it's not my choice, but Alonzo second. Alonzo should be third or fourth easily. Prefer third. Uh, and second, to me, he should Conforto would be a great second place hitter. Typically, I would like to see um, if everybody's healthy, of course. Nemo, McNeil, and um, Alonzo. That yep. would probably be. Best one, I don't. Three. I don't like from photo second. I'll tell you. I, I don't think he has high enough average to be a second place hitter. Uh, he has everything right. else. I, left I, I agree. I would, yeah, I, I prefer McNeil second. Well, I mean, you, you know, in a in, in, guy first who knows how to run. You, you yeah. get a guy who knows how to move runners over, and you get a guy third who knows how to pop them in. Right. Whether it's driving a deep, hitting a double, or home run, and then your fourth should just be an all or nothing type of hitter. He just gets up there and freaking swings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you know, like Conforto, Conforto well, might be Mespres, when he's Mespres. hitting, he's hitting 285, 290 when he's on. I always forget Mespres, bro, because of he's his a low hitter. But yeah, you're right. You got to remember him because he – how far the Mets go is how far Mespres is. Yep. If he's on, we're going to win. I I, th- I think I think we, I mean we've got the chance. I mean we can obviously contend without him. We we did second half last year, but yeah. I, I think I we had this guy still pitching. The doctor. Well, yeah, that would be nice. And I just completely went off here, but I'm <laughs> okay. Yes, I mean, uh, we had him. Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, like uh, kind of to your point, you know, Cespedes would provide that like big separation, you know, we win the division like this, or do we win the division like this? Right. Please. Right. Be, good. I mean, Be good. In tight games, in tight games, when, when West Perez was, was playing for us all the time, you, we loved it when he came up in tight games. Cause we knew that if he gets the ball, it's going to hit the wall very hard. Oh, yeah. You know, he, do, he doesn't, you know, generally, you know, loop one into left center. He he smoked like he 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 puts all of his might into every single one of his swings. Uh, and it, it, you know him and him between him and Alonzo, what's the the average uh, exit velocity on on those two guys? Uh, but a lot. The, can you imagine a lot, a lot, a lot, and a lot. Well, JD Davis has. If you want to go, Davis, yeah, JD Davis has a, a right. exit velocity. Yeah, he's but the, the thing with. Uh, the thing with uh, Cespedes is, you know, if he's up, not only 
does he put confidence in the hearts of Mets fans? He puts fear in the hearts of our opponents. The problem is when he's up. That's the problem. You know, his his injury status and everything else has just been so ridiculous that it's it's beyond bearable at this point. And it's it's to the point where you can't even count on him. And if you can't count on your number one slugger to play, you can't count on your number one slugger to get you there. If he's yeah. there, he will propel us. If he's there. That if in the last two years is a tremendous if. More more tremendous than most other players in Mets history of the last five to ten years. His if is is really bad. It's one very, very large if. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Max, cousin Max, says that his lineup is the best of all the lineups that we mentioned, except for you got to plug. <laughs> hold on, he, he he forgot about the DH. Uh, so uh, the, you know he he, he had Cespedes at six. So he's got uh, McNeil, Davis, Alonzo, Conforto, or uh, Buffalo, then Cespedes, then Cano, then Nimmo, then Rosario. Can it's I see that my uh, Anvil goatee is really cool? Oh, yeah. Jim the Anvil Nightheart. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He was fun. He was fun, yeah. The Anvil. Yep. I mean, it's not a bad lineup. Uh, I, the MLB lineup is still not a bad lineup. It's just not the lineup that I would put out there. Yeah, it, it's not our best lineup. And then, uh, you know, you think about a couple of other things here. You know, if you rest Cespedes, you got a Cespedes and a Dominic Smith to come off the bench. <sighs> Kidding me? Right. The, lineup, the lineup is too deep to even have, uh, you know, enough slots to, to have to include a Dominic Smith in, in, in an everyday lineup. That's how deep this lineup goes. Uh, the pitching, the rotation, they have pretty much the same. They had they swapped a couple guys. It's Degrom, Stroman, Porcello third instead of Mats, Mats fourth instead of Porcello, and then Waka. Though, like I said, those last three are interchangeable. I think Jacob obviously is the uh, the anchor. I mean, we can all agree on that. And Stroman is is you know the the lighter anchor. It changed the anchor, right? If he yeah, he he's big, man. He's big. Because he's gonna pitch, he's gonna end up pitching a lot against uh, good pitchers, you know, where the other team's second, oh, yeah. second pitcher, yeah. you know. So he's starting second. So uh, he has to come through, man. I mean, he's been, makes, a, he's been an ace his whole career, pretty much. I yeah. mean, you consider him an ace, or or if not, you know, one one B, ace one B, or whatever. Um, so I hope it's true. Yeah, uh, uh, Max said, "Don't forget about Larry." Laughing my ass off. Um, is Matt Adams on the team? Yes, he is. He's he's on the yeah. he's on the roster, and uh, that that kind of leads me into you know you're starting to see these guys that had not been yet been uh, signed start getting signed. And you know what's incredible to me yesterday when I saw the news come across, I I had to look to see if this other guy got signed. Matt Kemp got signed before Yasiel Puig. Didn't we sign Matt Kemp last year or a couple we, of years uh, we, Yeah, we, we had him, but you remember last year Brody was is stockpiling these veterans and having them in AAA ready, like a brilliant GM that he's beginning mm-hmm. to look like. And by the way, even more brilliance uh, in in um, 
and getting Stroman last year out of the blue. Nobody thought that the Mets were going to be buying. Even us, we were like, what, what are we doing? Because <laughs> we, we were supposed to be sellers. We, we were supposed to be selling off all the vets and whatnot. He turned it around and said, no. He didn't give up. Let's do this. He gets Stroman. The Mets go on this incredible run last year. And now in a 60-game season where uh, each starter is projected to start 12 times, and like this is even more important to have an awesome rotation, now you got a guy who's a former uh, Cy Young candidate, uh, it, You know, has done an amazing – last year in the American League East had an ERA of 3.12 or something like that. And and has consistently had good ERAs in a very tough division. You, you know, even bef- before the last, the American Geese is tough, very man. Tough. You have the Rays, who never are never suck because they always never. find a way. Uh, yep. Baltimore, they've been trashed the last few years, but their offense has not been. It's been, it's been their pitching. Uh, and then uh, the Blue Jays, who rake. And then the Yankees and the Red Sox. So Yankees, yeah, up and Red Sox. Yeah. By the I way, mean, he, he never pitched against the Blue Rays. He was on the Blue Rays. I mean the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. What's going on right now? The Blue Rays? I don't know. Double Jays and the Blue Rays. Uh, but hey, listen, whether you're on the Devil Jays, the Blue Rays, or the Blue Jays, or the Devil Rays, Jays, it really doesn't matter. One thing that I hope is that we sign Strowman yes. into the future. It's it's gonna be a really difficult next couple of years because the Mets Let's have some. Let's play really this year out. Let's play this year out. When the, I the Mets, the Mets have some really tough decisions coming up in terms of who we're keeping on this team. We have Noah. Obviously, he's just coming off surgery. Hopefully, we're getting one cheap. We have Stroman. We have Mats. Uh, and even beyond that, if you think about it, within a couple of years after that, we have McNeil. We have our left fielder, our right fielder, excuse me, Mr. Conforto. Um, and then beyond him, we're going to have Pete Alonso. There's a lot of big contracts. Uh, that we're going to decide on in the next five to seven years. Are we keeping these guys or are we letting them go? Who's the, who is the foundation of our team? Who is not? Um, thanks, thanks for making me feel better, Pat. Appreciate my, my screw up before. <laughs> Devil Jays. Devil Jays. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot what I even said. Um, yeah. Devil Jays and uh, Blu-rays. Blu-rays. <laughs> Devil Jays and Blu-rays. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, so your boy, Anthony DiComo, uh put together an article of the top five uh, Mets I'm assuming, stories. I'm assuming you're calling him my boy. He said something you don't like. No, no, He's no. your boy if it's something you like. Right? No. All right, let me see. Dick. Um, all right, so uh, no, it's the top five storylines for – summer camp or spring training 2.0 uh number one is what can these are all questions so there's nothing to disagree with keith <laughs> number one is what can you and assessment as provide uh number two uh, well he, he he said the truth is assessment is closing in on his 35th birthday and hasn't uh seen major league pitching Ford. in two nice years card. eyebrows bad yeah. heels uh-huh um and it says, is this assessment as of old following multiple heel surgeries and a fractured right ankle? If he's even 75% of that guy, the Mets will benefit. Agreed. Baseball, uh, soccer, in the, in the World Series. What about Lowry? Cast on his leg. He's got a cast on from his ankle to his thigh. Still, like, let's what? About, let's talk about that real quick. Brody said, oh, he's still wearing a cast. We are <laughs> mid through the 2020 season, which is his last season. 
So since the beginning of his signed season, which was 2019, granted we had COVID-19, so 2020 season is cut in half. But realistically, that being like erased from memory for a second, he has been in a cast his whole entire contract. And if he's in a cast in July of 2020 and the season ends in 60 games, Larry's not playing. Loser, sucker, bitch-ass mofo. You stupid. What? Sucker. What? I just said that he's a. He's what? A nice he's a nice guy, but you know he can't play. What? All right, listen. What? <laughs> All right. Always uh, hurt. Huh? No, seriously, he just. Oh my god. He's always hurt. He's in the cast for two years now. <laughs> Who's in the cast for two years? Unless. You- Okay, <laughs> we got the point. All right, number three, can Edwin Diaz hang on to his closers job? Yeah, we'll play my point. And, you uh, can't yes. play a point with Jed Lowry. Now, hold, hold on. on. He can hang on to point with Jed Lowry with $20 million a year, and he's just been sitting around doing nothing, and he was supposed to be the great guy who's going to jump in, hit 20 or 30 a year. Okay. But, like, where <laughs> would, wait, wait, where would we put him anyway? It's a good problem to have. Uh, it's all right. Rehab on the side. It is a good problem to have. You know, what, would, problem he, to have? what would he have been let used for last year anyway? Let me bring it down to our financial level. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the money stuff. I'm talking about the, it's a good problem to have. Oh, that, you know, we were. No, no, no. I don't care about that. I know. I'm. I'm talking more about that. That, um, the Mets do, and because the Mets do, it inhibits us from getting people that we need to be successful. What do we? What do we need now? It doesn't matter who we need now. It so matters. Not, that it matter what We're paying somebody twenty million dollars a year. You just like to argue and talk crap with me and what? I did Wait, does it matter? We're paying somebody twenty million dollars a year to wear a cast. It's a crap deal, done deal. Wait. There's really no argument beyond that. It sucks. That's I'm right. not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. You, you. you always have some other point. You're not. The fact of the matter is, it's a, it's a shitty deal. It's horrible. And we're getting ripped off by a guy who wore a cast for 20. I would, somebody, hey, anybody out there willing to pay me $20 million to wear a cast for two years? I am down. Let's do it. Yeah, he's going to do it. You'll, you can I'll listen, listen I'll back to it. Three years. I'll I'll even go above and beyond. I'll wear a cast on my leg for three years for twenty. What about four? What about four? Would you do it for four? I'll do it for four. A million a year, cast on your leg for the next five years. A million a year. Five? Let's do it. Five years? You've heard that, rich people. He'll do it for five. I'll do it. I'll wear a cast. I'll Every like, day. I'll wear a cast. Now, now can I get my point out here just now? Keith was saying twenty twenty million dollars. You know, the three years, four years. And then Rodriguez says, do it for five years, a million a year. And you agreed to the five years, five million. I heard that. But you know what? It Why five years. I would do $5 million for five years. Yeah. I'll do a million a year. I'll, even, I'll have to grade myself. He's not okay. a baseball player. He's not so Before you somehow I'll took do. my statement weirdly, I said what I was saying was, that it's a good problem to have because we we didn't have anywhere to put him last year anyway, and we wouldn't have seen like an emergence of JD Davis, who I'd rather see than a Jed Lowry. That's what I was trying to say. 
but we still paid this well, asshole. Those are very good, those are very good points if you listen to them. People are good. Well, <laughs> yeah. we could have scaved that whole deal. Screw you, Jed Lowry. Stick with the A's. Make whatever you're going to make. And we could have paid $600,000 to, to J.D. Davis and to the other jackass who are on the freaking go-kart and saved $20 million. Wow. Dom, Dom Smith? Jackass. You are, you, you know, man, you're, you're, you're to wear a cast, and this guy's trying to see, make it like it sounds like a good idea. All he does is try oh, to stir. Yeah. That's your job, Faracha. Right. Yeah, Faracha. You know what Dom Smith did for the team last year? How dare you make fun of him? What's wrong with you, Faracha? <laughs> see what's going on here? I need, the, I need the Jim Halpert look from the office right now. No, you, what you need is to say, Jed Lowry was a terrible oh, deal. We got screwed. We're, we got we got F, and Jed Lowry got off on us and robbed us. I agree. There you go. End of discussion. And apologize to Dominic Smith too for us. <laughs> I'm gonna put that as as a clip on you. I'm gonna write that you down. You can always mind. say, you know, like if, if somebody if you're in jail and somebody comes around and just freaking rapes you without Vaseline, you'd be like. Well, you know, but that that raping was really good because I had the cramps so bad for a month. Because of that raping, that's what you're saying. Because what Jed Lowry did was just rape us, and you just explain how his raping made us better. Wait, hold on, like that for for just for rewatching purposes. What did I what what did I say? Huh? I don't know. I just feel like. You'll go. You, you, you're gonna rewatch. Listen to this tomorrow. Other than the Jed Lowry deal was terrible. All you did terrible. was try to say how all the positives came out of the Jed Lowry deal. What you really should have just said is and ended it. The Jed Lowry deal was terrible. It was. Brody made a horrible decision, and the guy raped us for twenty million dollars to stick in a cast for two years. There's no raping. There's no raping. No, yeah. Rob. <laughs> Think about, the, think about it on the bright side. Yeah. Let's say we spent the ten million dollars on JD Davis, that production. I'd be happy. Yeah. All right. Thank you. you for being, thank you for being happy. All right. He's too happy. Edwin Diaz. Uh, through the amount of time that the Grapefruit League was going on, he had a six point ERA. Uh, looked every bit as shaky as the statistics might indicate. His fastball command simply was not where it needed to be. Uh, but that doesn't seem like an overwhelming worry after all the sample, small sample size last year, 5.59 ERA, seven losses, seven blown saves, 15 ninth inning home runs. Uh, and Lugo was the best reliever in all of baseball in the second half. Can I just say if anybody out there who's shooting fireworks and unable to shoot them off right now, screw you. I guess the fourth, one on the 4th of July, I get you shoot your fireworks off, but you're pissing my dog off and you're pissing me off. And if I find you, I'm going to kick your ass. He's already pissed yeah. off. He's been yelling at me for something I didn't even say. Not because you just said Gerald, Jed Lowry was the best deal we ever did. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Those are your words. Jed Lowry was the best. That's what player. I heard. That's what I heard, too. Mm. I just, I just, you know what, Frachi, is because you're fun to pick on because you, as much as I counter you, you will counter me back, of course, even if you don't believe it. So it's just fun. Oh. It's like a never-ending loop of excitement. Well, I'm glad you're having fun. Let's get on with the show. 
Thank Absolutely. you, Rodriguez. All right, <laughs> what form will the rotation take? Uh, I think we kind of ironed that out already, uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, those five guys. Um, and then, you know, we have a couple options as a sixth guy just in case we need it. I don't think we will. Uh, these five guys, if, if, stay, if they stay healthy, these are the five guys to go to battle with in 60 games. I don't, I don't believe in bringing in another guy, uh, you know, just for shits and giggles, you know. Um, and then how is Luis Rojas handling all this? We haven't heard from him uh, in, in a while. I'm sure we're going to hear from him on Friday. Uh, you know, t- today was, you know, this is the manager that replaced our cheating manager. Um, and so w- when we talk about uh, people making statements and whatnot, you know, today was a, a reporting day. But what uh, what was actually going on is that the players are reporting to uh, their home ballpark uh, simply to get tested. So they go get tested, they leave, uh, the tests come back negative, go ahead, start your spring training 2.0 or summer camp. Uh, if it tests positive, which they are they are projecting or trying to be ready for a 10% positive uh, rate, which would equal to about 180 players because there's 100, uh, 1,800 players that are going to be involved here. Uh, and so, you know, so that's the expectation. They go home for two weeks or, or quarantine for two weeks. And then they, that's why they gave a, did three weeks or a little over three weeks for the, for the spring training 2.0. So that if somebody comes in, uh, infected, they can be out for two weeks and still have a week to 10 days to get ready. Uh, did, did, did well there. Uh, so Friday is really the real deal where we're going to start seeing workouts and goosebumps and it's going to be great. <sighs> oh boy. Your cousin has just stabbed you in the back. Oh, did he? I know. He just said favorite is Beltran. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. He's my little cousin. So, you know, you can chirp now while he's on camera and, you know, there's actual video proof. Talk to him later. So, so real quick, Diaz. I mean, Diaz. I'm on this whole Diaz. You are on Diaz. Yeah. Diaz is not in front of you. He, there was I'm really gonna agree. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about Larry again? Um, the uh, for no. for this whole entire um, new manager situation. Um, and then we chatted a little bit offline about this. It's a historic situation. You know, obviously, for me, not just a baseball perspective for me national perspective, a world perspective, a global perspective. We are in a situation that we haven't been in maybe a hundred years. Um, and, and it may even grow bigger than it was a hundred years ago. Um, and what, what he's doing right now is he's coming into a situation where he is a catalyst. He, you know, it's going to be a lightning rod in New York. New York is usually in these type of situations, whoever he looks at first, how is he going to handle it? You know, do you, do you think his experience with minor leagues and his experience with the players that he's already managing now um, in, in their past uh, lower league levels, do you think that's going to help him um, be escalate and, and bring this bring this thing to a higher level? Or do you think his inexperience is going to be a detriment? No, I, I I love I love his experience overall, and and I love the fact that he's you know he's he's grown in his role as these players have grown up through the levels, so he he's earned that level of respect. The, the you know players have said very positive things about him, uh, so I'm I'm 
I'm looking for him to, you know, come out there and be be. A, I, I feel like he's going to be very aggressive, which I like. Um, uh, you know, put the pressure on the other team to make decisions. Uh, you know, I, I I do think that he's going to be one to tell Nimmo, you know, bunt, bunt down that left field line because they're playing it, you know, in, in, in the shift. Even Conforto, uh, you know, a couple of times here and there, you know, you give up a chance at a long ball, but you put the, you know, you, now you put the pressure on the defense to maybe rethink and say maybe I shouldn't uh, shift against Conforto, and then he can smoke a base hit into right field like a normal, you know, during back in normal times where there were no shifts. But I, I think he's going to be very aggressive and and uh, as aggressive as he c- can possibly be when it comes to the bullpen. I think I think I think. Yeah, right, I, and I think that you know, as a first-time major league manager, I I feel like as if he's going to, um, uh, you know, really try to, um, you know, kind of push the envelope in certain spots, but also know when to kind of peel back a little bit. I hope so. Yes. I mean, he seems to be respected by all the young guys. He's coached most of them. He's been a coach. He's known most of them from from when they came into the organization. He's his dad. It's his family's well respected. He's been a uh, in baseball his whole life. Uh, he can get along with the Canoes, you know those type of older players, you know, and uh, that's important to have older guys like that on your side in the clubhouse. The Buffaloes do a 30, 30 something young, the younger thirty something year old guys, you know. I think from what I've seen, he seems to be a good manager and. If they leave him alone to manage, he'll probably be okay. But New York is tough, man. He's gonna have to have a real hard skin. I hope. I hope he's understood that his whole life that to be a pro- in professional sports, you th- you have to be thick skinned because people are gonna say a lot of bad things about you. They're gonna try to turn on you real quick when you make a mistake. Yeah. And uh, if he's not it's ready really for cool. that, I mean, baseball wise, I think he's. I think he's. He has plenty of experience and he can manage. Uh, uh, a team. I'm hoping because he's been doing it most of his life. You know, I can't say anything. Uh, percent, so, but you know, it's just a New York pressure. It's a lot. So I agree with everything you guys said. So I'm not going to repeat that. The only thing I worry about is, um, you know, is he going to forego his experience, his family co- counseling, the people who are in his life who speak to him through knowledge, like Moises and everybody else who. who has been there, done that, uh, and succumb to the pressure and make bad decisions. I I firmly believe not. I'm not sure if that's homerism, or I'm not sure if that is based off of all his upbringing. That I think that he would know better. A little um, bit of both. But he has his bench coach. Yes, that's what the it. bench coach is there for to bounce ideas off. Correct. Of we have a good bench coach. Um, you know been around for a while. He's a stanky. To both of your points, well, yeah. But but to both of your points, he has a serious baseball upbringing. Like, the the people who brought him up, his family, his brother, his father, I mean, they are, like, serious, successful, intelligent baseball players. You know, they're not just baseball players. They are intelligent baseball players. Moises Alou is one of the most intelligent baseball minds, you know, he got that when you play for the Mets. Intelligent baseball minds, and they are feeding into him. So all you can do is hope that through the season, when he reaches challenges, makes a decision, they are counseling him, and he is learning from that, being himself and making his own decisions 
but accepting their knowledge and counseling and going forward with that because that's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Moises and Felipe, listen, if I was if I was a softball team manager and Moises and Felipe Alou would speak to me in my ear once in a while, I would be all <laughs> here right there. They would tell me to. So let's hope that he has that mind. Let's hope that, furthermore, he is a big guy and makes his own furthermore, decision. And furthermore. And furthermore. furthermore and, I know and all. And takes their, I mean, it takes their uh, input and makes his own decisions and becomes the Mets' greatest manager of all time, and he's the manager for the next 20 years. 30 hey. years. 30, 30 years. 30. 30. I want to be dead. I want to be dead. This guy has potential. He's got backing. Imagine, Rodriguez, your dad was Moises, and, uh, you know, your family was Moises and Felipe Alou, and they fed into you, and you were managing a team. What are they, Dominican? Yeah. No. no. I think they're mixed Dominican. <laughs> are going to do it? No, not doing it. <laughs> He's refusing. Why? Yeah. You want to know why? <laughs> Brian Hom sucks. For Brian Hom is, 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 uh, is he Filipino? <laughs> it's social media time. All right, it's Brian Hom Filipino shape. Instead of uh, talking me talking to social media time, just see the scroller way down below Keith. Ooh, look at that. And uh, that's oh, the social media at the PWI TV show on Twitter and Instagram, the Put in the Book show on Cinesports Talk on Facebook group, and the Put in the Book show on Facebook fan page. I just totally defeated Faraji's whole purpose <laughs> of not speaking it. He worked, <laughs> you sure did. All right. Um, we do I need to. High five. Hold on. Rodriguez, high five. Oh, no. Chip away. No. no you're not on it. Roger, you're out of this. Well, I can high five you. you want one? Away from you. Oh. All right. All right. Come on. Come on. Buddy. Come on. There no. we go. <laughs> all right. Um, we do have one last segment here before we go, and that is the Fuakata. But because we screwed around and mixed everything up, we do have a sponsor for that segment, the Fuakata Week. And Keith oh. is going to tell us all about it. Is it, is it Sterling's? No, no, no. Brooklyn no. Water Coffee. <laughs> oh, we didn't do Brooklyn Water Coffee yet. Nope. You've been doing it for the last three years. That was like that. That was like Keith was just sounding like a like a little innocent little boy saying, "Oh, we didn't do Brooklyn Water Coffee yet." <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Oh, look at that! Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brewery, completely different, but I figure it's all Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn. Segment, uh, no, and all the segments that you've heard, except for one, because it's going to belong to Miss Sterling, has been brought to you by BrooklynWaterCoffeeRoasters.com. From their roaster to your front door. Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters. Only the finest beans are selected to make their coffee and ground it up and send it out to you. And you. What? And you. Um, there's a lot of delicious flavors on BrooklynWaterCoffeeRoasters.com. One of them is uh, dark roast dark chocolate. It's a rich, chocolatey, delicious flavor uh, coffee. And this delicious treat, don't worry. If you're worried about your waistline, 
It has. Are, uh, wait, how many calories does it have for I forgot. Seto. Boom. Seto calories. Or you can try all the, the other lines of coffee, which has 50% more caffeine. One of them being Jacked Up Cupcake, which we like to call our friend Rodriguez over here. Uh, Jacked Up Cupcake is also a part of the line of 50% more caffeine that comes with Cinnabuzz. And I think there's a couple more out there. I can't remember off the top of my head. But if you go on their website, www.brooklynwatercoffeeers.com, you'll see all the flavors. There's another great flavor out there called Drunken Pig. It's an infusion of delicious bacon and whiskey. And it has how many calories? Zero. Boom. Uh, and they also have one of the hands, the not one of, but the hands down. I've already had too much of this. Sorry. The hands down uh, most popular flavor on the website, which is the medium roast coffee. Uh, it's just a, it's a rich, delicious coffee. It's medium roast. It's just coffee flavor. If you're not into flavored coffee, I definitely suggest this for you. Um, there's several other right now on www.brooklynwatercoffeeroasters.com from their roaster to your front door. And every order you make is guaranteed to ship within 24 hours of its roasting. It means they roast ground if you want grounded. If you want beans, they'll give you beans. But they roast it within... 24 hours of shipping it out to you so you get it so fresh, so delicious and so now so fresh and so clean brooklynwatercoffeeroasters.com and if you use the code stay home you'll get your third bag free so pony up and buy two bitches because unfortunately that is well, you had to curse them <laughs> <laughs> that is pony up and buy two bitches I mean you know that is how I talk to you guys so I'm going to talk to everybody else out there like that uh, That's right. By the way, right before the show, I saw that uh, there's now an order for both Miami Dade and Broward to wear wear masks in public. Oh. Yeah, so let me just say, so I, I'm just getting so annoyed at everybody. Wait, wait, just let me do this promo. Me. Let me do the promo first. I'm gonna wear a mask when I do a promo in okay. protest, but not wearing it. All right, uh, so the segment that uh, Keith is going to uh, go through here, the Fuakata, is also brought to you by Sterling's Paradise, serving Boom. authentic Haitian food in all of South Florida. Is located, yep, uh, located in Margate, 360 South State Road 7, Margate, Florida. Uh, they have a uh, delicious, and I can attest to this delicious griot uh delicious fried turkey i had that um at, at some point last week uh, and, in backyard. The, uh, oh you can you can you can get the whole party started with that thing the uh, the turkey and the uh and the uh griot and the murder and <laughs> yeah turkey and then a murder show next week's next week's episode so sorry keith cannot join us this week he is in state penitentiary on uh, suspicion of 17 murders throughout the Broward County area. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. I got to in paradise for a second. Hold on. They do, <laughs> they do uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So they got you covered for all the meals of the day. And then on Monday, Mondays and Thursdays. Mumsy. Mumsies. Mondays and Thursdays, they have a lunch uh, special for Tasso Turkey and Griot for nine bucks. Woo. That's it's nice. Good. It's and good. This is the store that kills the bacon. That yes, yeah. Oh my God, bacon's so good. Bacon's like the best out there. All right, head over to Sterling's Paradise uh, so that what? you can uh, taste the Haitian 
soul food of South Florida. Mmm. Yummy. All right. I think we did enough here today. I think we I think did, a, we did a very good job. Caused enough issues here. As we all always do. Uh, and the uh, blade that kills the bacon. <laughs> your, your dad is loving this right now. And uh, before we go. I just want to fuck up to every son of a bitch out there that thinks wearing a mask is stupid. Screw all you people. I know this is usually a sports thing, but come on, bro. Like, science tells you wearing a mask helps. And if you don't believe it, just shut the freak up and do it, bro. Who cares? Does this hurt you? You know, like, putting this on. Are your balls smaller? Does it kill you? <laughs> are you are you less able to please your wife? No. Shut up and wear a, a well, husband. For for the safety of me, my family, Farachi and Rodriguez, wear a mask. We have families too. We appreciate you guys doing it. It's not a big deal. And listen, we're not trying to violate your rights. And it's okay to breathe your own CO2 once in a while. It won't kill you. Shut the hell up and wear a mask. Fuck a ton on wet mask wearers. Dumbasses. Let's go, Mets. Baseball started. Training camps today. Woo! So what do you do you like uh spring training 2.0 or summer camp better? I'm a little up in the air about that. I think summer camp is a really funny sound to it. Spring training 2.0 is sounds a little more generic. Yeah, I like, so I, I like summer camp. I heard yeah, it. I understand it. When you said it the, the, uh, a little yeah, while ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, well I, I had to do a double take because I was listening to it to Mina Kimes' uh, uh, morning podcast, and she said she's referred to it as summer camp and then giggled. And I was like, it is funny. That. That's pretty uh, it's it's good. Funny. It's a good name. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, Think about pretty it. Good. Pretty pretty sounds good. Very yeah, it does. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, what you send your kids yeah. to get rid of them. Yeah, which we can't do right now because right. of COVID. Well, you can relate. One kid you can't do because they're too young. The other kid you can do because he's old enough. Don't relate. Don't comment. Keep moving. Just do your thing. Okay, we're old enough. And if you're opposed to wearing a mask, and perhaps you're opposed to wearing a seatbelt too. Right. You know, listen, hey. Hey, why don't you go stick a couple freaking hookers without a condom? Who needs a condom? There we go. No protection whatsoever. All right. Let's uh a mask, no condoms. Hey, why don't you just blow a fart in my face? I'll breathe it right in. You get pink eye. You get pink eye. All right. All kidding aside, it's not a pink eye when somebody doesn't doesn't hurt you. That looks right through you. My family, wear a damn mask, you jerks. Yes. Seriously. I mean, come on. Uh, that okay. that, that is Keith's Fuakata and his uh, his final word for today. Not no, I don't want you to speak anymore, but you know we go around final words. Rodriguez, <laughs> any final words for them out there? In I TV just land, say, Pop, I love you, Dad. You're the best father in the world. Love you, Pop. <laughs> I'm with that. We love you, Pops. Uh, Keep just, those fish pictures coming. You know, yeah, fish. What? He, this guy's always uh, uh, picking up big ass fish out there. Oh my dad, yes, my, my and he throws yeah. them all back. Yeah, my father, I want to go fishing, man. So much he throws them back because he says I'm not going to eat them and go to waste. I throw them back for somebody else. My father's a master. Bring them home. I'll pick them up from you, Keith. 
Yeah, imagine yeah. Uh, imagine I'm one of those. Fishing. I'm going charter fishing in the Keys next week, and I'm going to be wearing masks and social distancing, yes. FYI. But I will oh, be putting yeah. up, and I may drop in on next week's show. Oh, yeah. I may be intoxicated, but I'll be there. That's exactly what we want. Well, Rodriguez, Rodriguez, my friend, any final thoughts? Good night. <laughs> Good night, right. uh, We'll be back. We'll, well, can I close the show out completely? Hold on. <laughs> yep, we, we miss Joe. Joe. Joe's our butterfly. He's flying off. He, he is a social butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back here next week for season three, episode number 21. Uh Part of me pain it pains me to say you know part of me, it pains me to say this but uh, right after this show is Empire One Sixty One uh, that is Tim and Ed on the New York Yankee show. Listen, for those of you who watch who have watched wrestling in the past like twenty five years, you got to do what's good for business and having a Yankee show. This is, this is hey, this I grew up with Tim. Tim is one of the greatest. Friends, you know, he's going to tell a story today of my father, him, and I at a Yankee game. Maybe I'll drop in no. and tell you why my father no. never got your tickets no. again. But are you going to go on the Yankee show? Don't do it. Hey. <gasps> I think you're going to do it. Go. It's all the family, baby. It's all in the Senate Sports Talk family. Um, I've known Tim since I was a kid. Tim, Tim's my family. No, he's, Listen, he's, you, know, he's I, you know I love Tim. He's a great skanky fan. He's one of the best. Probably the best I've ever known. Yeah. But that's not going to temper my hate for the skankies. No. <laughs> but it's a good no, story. But, you know, no, all seriousness, Keith, I appreciate you for introducing him to me. He's, he's 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 a good guy. Uh, hit you're all welcome. Tim says <laughs> he's a great guy, and you know he he joins every single show that we do here. Yeah, and he's a great contributor. He he helps the site out a tremendous amount. Um, but all that being said, we will be back next week. Uh, we need to you know we'll we'll talk about when the show you know because right now the show has been going on every Wednesday. Uh, but we're gonna look for some off days here and there or earlier. Uh, game, so we might, you know, switch up the days of the show, uh, just depending on the, you know, the, the schedule uh, and when when that uh, the the finality of the schedule comes out and whatnot. Uh, but we'll be back next week. We'll be short, Keith, uh, for the most part of the show. He may or may not join us live from Key West, Florida. Right mind. I don't know if Joe's going to join us next week because I just don't know anymore. It might just be me and your me and Rodriguez, baby, and we'll agree on everything. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I don't think that's the case. That's not gonna <laughs> so tune in oh, next week. Just me, me and Rodriguez, the highest-rated show in the history of the Put in the Book show, because we might kill each other. Forever. <laughs> Here you go. Love you guys. Elbows on the dugout. When we'll and close like, on that uh, again, Yankee show coming up. Uh, they'll they'll get it. They'll get it rolling. Appreciate you watching, and let's go Mets. Let's go match, baby.